Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with This Guy, episode 55. And this episode comes from the live class that I did today, April 28th, 2020. And I knew that I would put that class on the podcast. So I tried to make sure that I repeated every question that was texted to me so that you would know exactly what I was talking about when I answered the question. I just want to remind you about the Facebook group. There is a link in the show notes. The contest is still going on. We hit a thousand subscribers this past weekend. So to celebrate, I would like to give away two 30-minute tutoring sessions with me. And there is a link to a video that will give you all the details if you would like to enter. So far, I believe we have about 60 entries and I will pick two of those on Sunday May 3rd during my live stream so the contest goes until Saturday May 2nd so I hope you enjoy this class it lasts a little over an hour there were quite a few questions I might have missed a couple like I normally do, but I got to answer quite quite a few. So I hope you enjoy it. Hope you learn a little bit of some English from this session. And don't um, feel badly about going over to the YouTube channel, checking it out. Love to see you during one of the live chats have a question from you I suspect that many people who listen to the podcast also show up for a live stream or two or three or maybe many of them but I like being able to provide the audio so that you can listen to it while driving while doing some chores who knows Maybe even while falling asleep. And I do remember one question. Oftentimes I forget the questions after they are said, after the live stream. My brain is trying so hard to keep up with everything. But I do know there was, (laughs) excuse me, an interesting question from Mary from Iran. That was one of the highlights of the live stream for me. It's a question that comes from the show, The Office, but it's a little bit embarrassing. But I don't mind talking about that stuff. She asks about, I think it's booger bubbles, which is definitely gross. But I definitely answer the question. So I hope it's enjoyable. I hope you learn a little. I hope it's entertaining. I hope it's not a boring hour and 15 minutes or so. 
So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your continued support. And I will see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, looks like we are live. Think, yes, live. And I can see see your chats. So welcome. Hope everybody is doing well. Tali, we, Mary, Sergey, how are you? It was actually snowing here just a couple hours ago. It is cold here it is cold my wife jamie is out on a walk right now but she is all bundled up just does not feel like spring out there does not feel like spring and i know in some parts of the world summer is almost there not here not here in maine where i live so welcome if you're a new um viewer Make sure you subscribe, got a link into the contest, giving away a couple free half hour touring sessions. What's up, Eric? Um, Also, if you remember on the Facebook group, I put up the numbers that I have so far for the contest. There might be like 56 or 57. So feel free to check that out. Vitaly, <laughs> got a question already? It's going pretty well, Vitaly. I hope it's going well for you in St. Petersburg. Vitaly's wondering, hello, Brent. How's it going there? Could you please make clear the phrase, save it, sister? I heard this in a movie, and someone asked a woman to shut up. Yeah, it probably is, save it, sister. Probably they're asking that just maybe they don't believe what they're saying. So they're kind of calling her out on her lie. Save it, sister. Maybe like save it for someone who will actually believe you or save it for someone who actually wants to listen to you. Yeah, that, that I think you nailed it right there. I'm on. Welcome. Hey, th- Roni, what's going on? And this will be available on the podcast later today. So I'm going to try really hard to read each question. So if people want to take that audio with them, some people like to listen to it while they're working out or on the road in a car. I'll have that available later. What? Mary's, uh, oh no, Eric, it's raining in France there. Yeah, it had rained all day yesterday. So we were just inside. And when you're already inside because of quarantine, it just it seems extra depressing. Because in my area, I can still go outside if I want to. Social distancing. Um, there's even talk of opening up schools. Not my school, but 
some schools in the country before summer. My school has about five weeks left. I believe five weeks left anyway, so I don't believe we'll be opening. All right, Mary has a question from the office. And that question is, you, Mary, ask that? Okay. Her question is, you got a booger bubble going on there. What is the meaning of that? All right. So first of all, we got to talk about boogers, which is pretty nasty, but that's what we call the, the stuff in your nose, you know, when the dirt I don't know what it does up there, but when all of the trash just gets stuck. Um, but a booger bubble, uh, it's mostly like, we'll call it snot. It's like the liquid stuff. And it's apparently blowing a bubble out of his nose, kind of like milk with the snot in his nose. That's, yeah, that's nasty. I didn't think I'd be talking about that today, but hey, I, I mean, I think I don't remember that from any episode, but who says that? I imagine Jim or Dwight would probably be saying that. Ah, Larissa, welcome. Having lovely weather. Nice. Andre, welcome. We is in the house. What is going on, we? Hey, we, you had asked what were the notebook pages I put up on the Facebook page. And those are the numbers of all the contestants. So when I draw the numbers on Sunday during the live chat, you'll know your number. And you will know if you won or not. Ibrahim's in the house. Patricia, what is going on? Zabeda. How are you, Marina? Sarah, welcome. I think this is your first time here. Welcome. We were speaking on Hello Talk earlier. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, this is a, a group that shows up often. Many of the people that I named, if not all that I have named, are here most days. And I try to go most days live during this quarantine. I don't think I've missed a day. And sometimes I go two times a day. Yesterday, I went twice. Once in the morning for me, then once in the late evening for me, just so it is convenient for different people around the world. Oh, what's the difference between feel and mood we want to know? That's pretty much the same. I mean, feel can be a little bit more complicated, but you could totally have a feeling. We might say feeling for that. We might say feeling and mood are pretty much the same thing. Like you could say, I am feeling happy today. What is your mood today? I'm feeling happy. And of course, feel can be a verb as well. I think most people in this chat know that verb, right? To feel, physically feel something. Oh, we, action speaks louder than words, he would like to know. What does that mean? Action speaks louder than words. 
So it's one thing to say, hey, I'll be at your party. Hey, I will help you out this weekend if you need it. It's one way to say it. Yeah, all right. It's another thing, though, to actually show up and do it. So you can talk all you want about helping the poor, but unless you get out to a soup kitchen and serve some meals, your words don't mean that much. That's what that means. Zabeda. Hey, you said it. I didn't. I didn't. She says Mary asked some weird questions. I like Mary's questions. They make me laugh. They make me feel a little cringy when I answer them, but if I felt too cringy, I wouldn't answer them. I just hadn't thought about a was it booger bubble. Ugh, uh, booger. I have a friend. Um, he just, uh, 2020 is not a good year. I think we can all agree. Um, there have been some just friends I've had, and I'm only in my 40s, early 40s, but one had been sick for can- with cancer for a while. He passed away. There was another guy that worked at my school. He passed away all in 2020. And my friend uh, just told me that he has colon cancer. He's going to beat it. He's a young guy. But anytime, <coughs> excuse me, anytime anything is mentioned about boogers, he can't, he can't take it. That's his trigger. He can't take it. He has to leave the room. And it's not like we mention those a lot, but whenever it comes up, he just can't handle it. Can't handle it. Sarah, I'm, I'm sorry if, if you're still with us and this is your first time. You probably didn't think you would be hearing about that today. Booger. Yeah, Mary does ask some weird questions, right? But keep asking them, Mary. Keep asking them. Just um, Toby. Dwight asks Toby some strange questions, like stranger than the ones you have asked. Please don't ask those. I believe he asks about female anatomy, female body part. I can't answer those. I can't answer those. Any, what's next? What's next here? Rock Soul. Ciao. Um, I'm assuming it's uh, Buonasera, where you were at, right? Uh, actions speak louder than words. Fact check. Yeah, if you've never heard fact check, it's becoming quite popular in the United States with our current president because sometimes the words he says might not be exactly true. So there are some news outlets that have fact checkers to make sure he is telling the truth. And a lot of times he is not telling the truth. But sometimes he is. Sometimes he is. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. It's a good question. What what's what's the deal with getting on a plane versus getting in a plane? Yeah, we just don't say get in a plane. We say get in a car, get on a bike, get on the train. But the plane, I don't know why. You could say you're riding in a plane, but it would be a little strange. 
But like I say, if you're just learning English, it's better to say the wrong preposition than to be nervous about speaking. So who cares? I don't think you will be corrected corrected if you say, I rode in a plane to get here. It, it's fine. It's fine. Most native speakers would say, I rode on the plane to get here, but it's all good. It's all good. Um, Judith, welcome. Is it typical to be snowing this late in Maine? It really isn't. No, in fact, this might be the latest ever that we've had snow. Yeah, I mean, it's almost May. It's April 28th. And it didn't stay on the ground, but it just fell as flakes and melted even before it got on the ground. But still, it was like, what is going on? So it had to have been below freezing, at least up there. And many of you probably just deal with Celsius, but it was 37 degrees this morning. So, hey Siri, what is 37 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius? 37 degrees Fahrenheit is 2.8 degrees Celsius. So 2.8 degrees for all of you folks who follow the Celsius scale. Uh, what does uh, Marina would like to muzzled? Okay. Marina is wondering, what does muzzled mean? She saw it written on a big piece of paper in the hands of a man protesting. Muzzled? So some people, if the dog is violent, they will muzzle them. Meaning they will put a covering over the dog's face so it can't bite anyone. And if you're talking about a protester being muzzled, I'm pretty sure they are trying to say that their freedom of speech was being hurt, was being tampered, was being compromised. Their freedom of speech, they weren't having the full right they believe they deserved. So if someone is being muzzled, it means they can't speak freely. It's a good question right there. Good question. Whoa, we questions, man. Questions today. If I heard someone was as high as a kite, I would assume that person was probably on some drugs under the influence of some drugs. That's usually if someone they might be on some medication, but high means their mind is. Out there a little bit. High. I'm trying to think of what we would say under the influence maybe, but that's a pretty complicated term. So yeah, high as a kite. Maybe they were smoking some weed or something like that. What is going on with the questions today? I don't mind them. I like them. They're different, but wow. Hmm. All right. What's next? Ah, Shref, welcome. How is it in Morocco today, Shref? Um, Jibber-jabber. Jibber-jabber basically means talking nonsense. Jibber-jabber. 
You might even hear like little babies when they're practicing how to talk. You might call that jibber jabber or gobbledygook. Gobbledygook might be when someone isn't really making sense. Jibber jabber is more nonsense talk. Just, just maybe you don't even listen anymore because somebody's just jibber jabbering. Somebody who talks a lot, but they don't say a whole lot, they might say that they're jibber jabbering. Uh oh. Another question from Mary. Do I dare look? Is it a, I think it's a question. Oh, what's the meaning of this sentence? Do I dare look? I suppose I should. I'm curious. What is the meaning of this sentence? I'm not talking about people who have been conditioned to be underclass. Yes. Wow. So we have, uh, man. So that word conditioned is... Okay, um, it's not in that. A pretty good, a pretty good synonym for conditioned is taught, taught, but it comes from psychology, and maybe I won't go into it too much. But if anybody is familiar with the psychologist Skinner, I believe his name was Skinner. No, Pavlov, Pavlov, and he had some dogs. Are you familiar with that where they would get the dogs to salivate by the ringing of a bell? So conditioning, almost like brainwashed, really. If you've heard that term, it's more like brainwashed. So to feel, what was it, underclass? Yeah. So whatever that person was saying was talking about how some people have been told their whole life that they were not as good as other people. Sounds like that to me. Oh, Vitaly. Yeah, I hear some people. Oh, really? I didn't know St. Petersburg was so cold, though. But I think we're pretty much on the same like lines of latitude, aren't we? We're probably close. I'll have to check it. But I think we're about as far north as each other. Maybe St. Petersburg. I'll have to check. I almost went to St. Petersburg. It would have been a little hard. I didn't have the time, but I was in Helsinki, Finland. And it was 1995. To show you how old I am. And my friend's aunt worked for the Finnish government. And I was like, oh man. I didn't have a lot of money. I think it would have been tough as an American at that time. But I think it would have been possible. If I had a little more time and a little more money, I wanted to get my feet into Russia. But it never happened. All right. My man Eric has a question here. Oh, uh, throw your hat into the ring. So this is often said about candidates who are running for office, politicians. If they throw their hat into the ring, it means they're actually going to run for office. 
So when you throw your hat into the ring, it means you're going to try it out. You might hear also, test the waters. That is something they might do before they throw their hat into the ring. To test the waters means they're going to try to understand if they will be successful or not. So if they test the waters, they might ask people, should I do this? Would you vote for me? And once they feel confident they could win, they will throw their hat into the ring and announce, I am now a candidate for office. I hope that that helps. Throw your hat into the ring means you're going to try something out. Try something out. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's a boxing ring where, and then people would throw their hat in to start boxing. I don't know where that comes from. I just know what it means. I hope that helped, Eric. Mary is saying boom for some reason. Boom. Well, why'd you say that? Boom. Um, Lucy Goosey. Sarah would like to know. Lucy Goosey means that the rules don't really apply. Lucy Goosey. You're going to be loose. You're going to be free. Lucy Goosey. Um, trying to find an example of what we might use in everyday life. Lucy Goosey. And it could mean also that you're not really prepared as well. But you don't mind being unprepared. You're just going to... You could throw your hat into the ring loosey-goosey before testing the waters. You could just say, eh, I'll just do it. That's what somebody might say who is loosey-goosey. Um, if you are in a kind of loosey-goosey relationship, then you're not really boyfriend-girlfriend. You're not committed. Maybe you'll date them one week but date somebody else. It's kind of loosey-goosey. Hope that helps. Sarah, thank you for sticking around. Norma's here. I just saw Norma. Vitaly, I'm sure Pavlov, right? He's he, he was a good Russian scientist, wasn't he? Oh, so it does seem like people know Pavlov's dogs. Okay, so in English, we call that experiment classical conditioning. So the dogs have been conditioned to salivate at the bell, no longer the food. That's the exact definition of conditioning. Judith, what's going on? Welcome, Khalid. Welcome. I am well. Thank you for joining. Uh, if you're new here, you may want to think about subscribing. I'm also giving away two 30-minute tutoring sessions with me. The link is in the description. I'll be drawing the names on Sunday. Contest ends Saturday. Ah, Hokum, this is a good question because both can be correct. His question is this. What's the difference between three people and three persons? You will hear both, but three people is way more common. And I'm not sure why three persons, you will hear that. And a lot of times it's in official documents, three persons. But we do say way more common in the United States, 
we will say three people. Thank you for joining. Khalifi, what's going on, my man? We are going to be we are going to be speaking at some point today. I'm actually pretty wide open, Khalifi. So if you want to do it a little earlier, we can do that. Khalifi won the last contest that I did for for tutoring, and it's a pretty good day. I have a little bit of extra time today. Um, I okay. So Andre is just asking about the the iPhone. I have not heard of this new iPhone SE. I don't know, but my wife Jamie, some of you might know, um, was telling me about this just last night or the night before, and I thought that is very odd for Apple to release a new phone. I don't know anything about that. I tend not to worry about the new phone unless it has a new number. Then I think it's really like the new deal. So as of right now, I'm pretty happy with my phone. And I don't even know. I was thinking about this. If you have any problems with your technology, your Apple products, where do you get them fixed right now if everybody is a stay-at-home if everybody is under quarantine, I'm just glad I'm knocking on wood. Remember, we do that in the United States for good luck. Others of you have said that you also do that in your country. So I'm, I'm knocking on wood. I hope my my phone doesn't break. I need that thing, man. That's that's how I film my videos. This this The camera on this laptop is not as good. I was told that once I hit 1,000 subscribers, I would be able to go live on my phone. But they still say I don't meet the eligibility requirements. So, I don't know. Maybe it takes a week or so. All right. Yeah, I would love to go to St. Petersburg one day. And Moscow. Seems like a great, great city. Seems like some pretty nice people, though. And I think Russians are a lot like where I live in New England. We are nice. We're very nice, but you have to get past this wall. Everybody in New England, and I'm stereotyping, it's not everybody, but it seems like people are, they keep to themselves, if that makes sense. We don't go out of our way to meet new people, but once once we're friends with somebody, we're very friendly. It's just, we might, we might not be as friendly to strangers as some parts of the country, some parts of the world. And I've heard that about a lot of people in Russia. Super nice, but you have to get to know them first. Right. Next one. Nori's here. What's going on, Nori? Uh, yeah, Larissa, I would love to go to St. Petersburg. Oh, good. So Ashraf is talking about Ozark. And Jamie, my wife, mentioned her a lot this episode. I mentioned her almost as much as I mentioned boogers. What's up with that? So my wife is... uh, (laughs) I just read Mary's comment. Boom! Is her inner voice. Nice. I like it. She's asking me, like, why don't we watch Ozark? And I was like, well, I I could read. I could study my Italian. 
it's a lot of a commitment to get into a new episode like Ozark. I believe there are five seasons. But Jason Bateman is one of my favorite actors, and I think he stars in it. So maybe we will. Shreff, maybe we will start it. Yes, Ramadan Mubarak. Everybody celebrating Ramadan right now. Happy Ramadan. From a president who likes boxing. I don't remember. Lincoln? I'm not sure. I believe one of our presidents, his name was Gerald Ford. He was the president when I was born in 1975. He was a boxer in college, I think. And also a also a football player. Teddy Roosevelt, I think, was a big boxing fan. And he was president around 1900. 1900. Might have been him. Lincoln, I think, was pretty strong, though. He was a big guy, like 6'3 or 6'4. One of our strongest presidents. He might have been into boxing. I could see that. I could see that. Nori. She's got a question here. The expression. Yeah, I would say these two expressions. The expression, it suits you, means exactly the same like it fits you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, it fits to you. Yeah, I would say um, both of them do not need that preposition. I'd say it fits you works. But they do both mean the same thing. If something suits you, it might be your job. Maybe you have found the perfect job for you. It really works for you. Maybe you found like a piece of jewelry And someone might say, wow, that really suits you. That really looks nice on you. If you say it fits you, could mean the same thing. Or it might actually fit, as in look like the style on you. Not too long, not too short. Yes, both are very similar. Junior, Junior Strada, Mendoza. What is going on, my friend? Welcome. Uh Uh-oh, Mary's got another question. Um, So she's asking me to make a statement with the word mobile used as an adjective. Um, I sure can. So we might say that some older people are not mobile. Mobile means able to move around. And... Not in this country, but in the UK, they often just call their cell phone. We say cell phone, but they will say mobile or mobile phone. But if somebody is mobile or mobile, both both pronunciations work. It means they're able to move around. Okay, So a lot of people right now, we're not really mobile. We can't move around freely. Some people in the world. I hope that makes sense. Mobile, mobile, connected to movement. Exactly connected to movement. Teo, ciao, how are ya? Stabani, Stabani. Ah, from the Ukraine. From Ukraine, not the Ukraine. From Ukraine. This morning I was listening to a podcast. 
from. It's all about Ukraine. Where is it? Uh, I got to turn down my. It's the second one there about Ukraine. Said Zelensky's first year. What is happening with Ukraine's foreign policy? Zelensky, I guess he used to be pretty funny at one time. Junior, yes. I have, Junior asks, am I interested in learning a new language? I actually am. I'm trying to learn Italian. I've been learning Italian for the last year, one year. So I have a long ways to go. But I'm kind of studying a little French, kind of studying a little Russian. But I'm a slow learner. I'm a slow learner. It will take me many years. I practice every day, though. I study every day. Mr. Brewer, how are you? I, I don't dare I don't dare pronounce your first name. But welcome. Mr. Brewer has a question. Just joined your channel? Thank you. Hey, we like newbies here. Welcome. There are some experienced people that rarely ever miss. What's up, Rolfie? Speaking of people who are almost always here, maybe always here. Nice, nice. Welcome. Welcome. No, show up anytime. Show up anytime. Ashraf. Yeah, I'm flexing on you, Ashraf. Ashraf. Flexing. I think I've talked about that in the podcast only. I might have talked about that in this live stream, but flexing. Showing off. I'm flexing. Sorry about that. All right. I should know this name. Is it Alina? Alina? It's written in um, Cyrillic letters. I will get better at reading Cyrillic. I'm working on it right now. I do have a couple lessons where I'm learning how to read Cyrillic. I can read Anna. It's with our H's. And I can read Papa. I think. It's with the it's with the upside down horseshoe, maybe? Papa? I'm, I'm learning. I'm learning. So, question. Yeah, can I explain the difference between funds and money? They could be used the exact same way. Funds and money. With the way she spelled it. Funds. Um, you could say, I don't have enough funds to pay for my college. I don't have enough money. To pay for my college. So funds. We might almost say like savings. As well. For funds. So it could be the money that you have saved up. You could could call that your fund. And money is more like. You spend that freely. That's the cash that you have. Every day to use for grocery. But you could have a grocery fund. That you set up each week. And you will only spend that amount on your groceries. Or you ha could have a, a fund for your rent. A fund for your student loans. So they're very, very similar. We just use money in more ways. Funds. Savings. Alright. Azat. Welcome. What's the difference between offer and suggest? Wow, not a whole lot. 
Um, but an offer is probably a little bit nicer. It, suggestions, they could go either way. The person might like it. The person may not like it with a suggestion. But if you offer, like, I will offer you a hand to help you fix your fence. I will offer you some food. A suggestion, though, the person, it might be a suggestion to fix their life, but you're not sure if it could go badly or if it could go well. So I guess both are really similar. You're offering people help. You're suggesting people help. Um, but offers are usually just a little nicer if I had to break the two words apart. Good question. Good question. Ralphie, welcome, my friend. Uh, Mateo, what does being into something mean? That means you like it. Like you could be, I mean, you could be really into a girl, meaning you want to date her. You could be really into the show Ozark, meaning you want to watch all the episodes. Just means you like it. Just means you like it. Nori, you are welcome. Do not listen to Aroni. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh, you recommend who me that I fast? I'm telling you my fast could help with my diet. That's for sure. Because I eat. Is everybody, I mean, if you're celebrating Ramadan, you're probably, well, but once the sun goes down, you might eat a lot. But I know a lot of us sitting around might not be doing anything. You're like, oof. I know I just ate 10 minutes ago. I could eat again. Maybe that would help with my weight loss. I feel like I, I do have, I do, a lot of times I'll wear pajama pants, pajamas, my pajamas, and you know the waist. It's just, there's so much give in the elastic band. And then I put my jeans on, like, maybe I shouldn't have had that extra cookie. Matt has a question. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Revenge and vengeance. So let's break these two words down. If you want revenge, then somebody has done something to you and you want to get them back. You want to make them pay. You want to make them punish. Vengeance would be more of the act of you actually getting your revenge. Vengeance, if that makes sense. They're very, very similar. Vengeance is the action of getting your revenge. I hope that makes sense. And I try to say it as simply as possible because I know English is not everybody's first language. But I know Matt, Matt, Matt knows English well. Yeah, Zabeda says that we call, I think the reason it is called a mobile is that you can walk around with it. Maybe, Zabeda, you are very young 
and you don't remember the phones that we had that were actually attached to the wall. But seeing that I'm in my 40s, I remember those phones. You really couldn't walk that far around, only as far as the cord would go. But I'm sure you are very young and you've been born since phones were mobile. You could walk around with them. Man, any of us who are in our 40s in here, we had it tough. We didn't have the internet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, no. Zelensky sucks. Sorry. Um, Busca, welcome. I don't play PUBG. I don't play PUBG. For a time, I played some Fortnite. I was all into Fortnite. I had some dubs. I had some dubs. I took some L's. So when we say dubs, gamers, that means we won. We, we, we took some dubs, scored some dubs, took some L's. We took the losses. L's are losses. Took the loss. Took the L. Now, I don't play PUBG that much. I don't, I've never played PUBG. And I don't play Fortnite much anymore. It's been about a year. If anybody's familiar, I think I played in Season 7 to 10. But, all right, so Nori has a question that she read in a book. Okay. Whoa, Nori's using the ellipses. If you look in her statement, she's using those three little dots, meaning there are other words here, but I didn't think they were important, so I left them out. All right. Um, their lives. This means during their lives. Oh, in the course of their lives. Yes. In the course of anything, it means the time that was spent. Yes. So in the course of their lives, they have faced many hardships. In the course of their lives, they have seen a lot of history. Yes. During their life. 100% Nori. Interchangeable course of their lives, during their lives. Nice job. Vitali, Alona. Oh, Alonia. Alonia, maybe. Thank you, Vitali. Hokum, Khalid, welcome. Uh, another question. What's the difference between everyone? Oh, hey. There's no real difference between everyone and everybody. You can use them interchangeably. Hey, is, can everyone hear me okay? Can anyone hear me all right? Can everybody hear me all right? Can everyone hear me all right? Yeah, every, every. It's the same. Now, if you say any, a lot of times when you're saying everyone, like, you mean everyone, all of the people present, all of the people here. If you say anyone, oftentimes you just want one person. Can anyone tell me how to read Cyrillic letters? Like, I just need one person, just one person. I wouldn't say, can everyone help me, you know, can everyone help me read Cyrillic letters? That's, I just need one person. 
So in that case, they're a little different. But everyone, everybody, same thing, same thing. Azat, can I say it this way? There's a very good cake. No, I wouldn't say that. What would I say right here? How about, I don't know what I would say there. Um, you could just say a very good cake has come out of this dough. A very good cake has come from this. Something like that. Very good cake has come out of this dough. Very good cake has come from this dough. Oh no, more Cyrillic letters. I'm sorry. But I know you're from Belarus because you have the Belarusian flag as your as your profile picture. Um oh it's a good question. We uh we would say a bum rap, okay? Bum rap. And that means that a person has been accused of something. But they've been wrongly accused. So when you get a bum rap, you're not treated fairly. How's that? Anyone who receives a bum rap, they have not been treated fairly. Zobeda is a hardcore member. But Zobeda, you are probably a teenager, right? You're probably... I'm going to say 19, 20, because of the mobile, the mobile, the mobile phone. I bet you have not had to live when times were tough, when we had to sit near a wall to answer the phone. All right. All right, a shref. Can I break down a phrasal verb? No, nah, sometimes, sometimes not. That's the thing that makes phrasal verbs so difficult. Um, and I have I have a playlist. I, I need to add more. I do have a playlist of videos about phrasal verbs. And I remember doing the blow. Blow up, blow down. Those often have something to do with wind. But sometimes phrasal verbs, you take that verb and then you add a preposition at the end and it totally changes it. That's what makes it so difficult for English learners is that sometimes there is no reason for us to use it in the way we do, but we do. Mm. Jump ship. Mary is wondering, what's the meaning of uh, you don't jump ship easily? If you are saying that somebody has jumped ship, it means they've quit. They've abandoned, maybe abandoned you. Maybe you had a really good friend, and if they jump ship, you don't hear about them anymore. Um, maybe if somebody is working for a company and they jump ship, they quit. They just left the job really quickly. So, <clears throat> and uh, in the slang video I made, we talked about ghosting. When somebody doesn't call you, 
after or text you after being friends with you for a while, they jump ship. If they're ghosting you, they've jumped ship. Mateen, how are you? Welcome. Welcome. Um, Aroni is wondering, what is the thing that I add to my water? I should, I should show you, um, maybe I'll bring it next time. It's like these little drops. If you have Kool-Aid in your company, uh, in your country, Kool-Aid, it's kind of like Kool-Aid, although Kool-Aid might be a boomer thing. I don't know. I'm definitely a boomer. Zabeda is not a boomer. Um, it's just these little drops. We call them water enhancers and they just make your drink, your water have flavor. This one happens to be fruit punch, but I also have lemonade and I have blue raspberry and I do have some caffeine. I can put some caffeine to give me a little, little, little jolt saying I don't drink coffee all that much. Matt. Yes. Ah, Zobeda, yes. Joey, I like it. Joey from Friends. I like it when he puts on all of Chandler's clothes and then he says, could I be wearing any more clothes? I think that's what he says. Um, no, Ibrahim. This has come up a couple times and we do not say the cat's pajamas. There's another one, the cat's meow. We, that is about 50, and I'm a boomer. And that's about 50 or 60 years old. Rick Rez, how are you? Welcome, welcome. Uh-oh. Somebody might have been saying some bad words. That's not good. Oh, my wife is in here. Ah, yes, Zabeda, millennial. Very nice. Very nice. Millennial, for sure. And so I am technically from Gen X. Seeing I was born in 1975, it puts me at 44. But some millennials think I'm a boomer. I'm sure Zabeda might think I'm a boomer. I'm not sure, but... Ralphie. Oh, and Ibrahim had mentioned in the Facebook page or the Facebook group, that I should do a video, maybe a movie or a TV show, and talk about all of the slang or difficult words that might be in that for English learners. That's a good idea. And maybe I'll put up a poll or figure out what most people like. You know, is it an episode of Friends? Is it an episode of The Office? Uh, Ralphie, watching some American movies, and I noticed that you guys rarely use the word gotten. Sometimes, yes. I think it's just because we don't use gotten that much because you should put a helping verb with it, like have gotten. And a lot of people just eliminate those two extra syllables and say got. I got to go. We say got a lot got but you know I have gotten sick we often just say I got sick it's just easier yeah 
Oh, Nori, I'm glad I could help. Man, Azot, I don't know. You stumped me. What is that STH? Does that mean something? Uh, Azot, I'm not sure, my man. I'm not sure. Okay, what is the difference between I get prepared and I prepared? I don't know how to even pronounce that. I'm a boomer. Maybe that's some fancy texting you millennials do. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe you could ask it in a different way. Pablo, what's going on, man? All right, Vitali. He's helping me learn Cyrillic. I do. I have a I have a lesson. I did it a couple days ago. Um but I I know Okay, that first Vitali is saying right here. I know, I believe, maybe not. That's the third letter of the Cyrillic alphabet. Is it vai? Vai. Vai. It's almost like a V, but it's not a V. I think. I could be way off. Could be way off. Sounding like a boomer. Jay Antonio Diaz, welcome. Um, Jay is asking a classic American writer. It's not too Baroque, easy to read. Um, you know, Hemingway, and I don't know if that's not classic enough for you, but I think, in my opinion, if you go really far back to like Edgar Allan Poe or Nathaniel Hawthorne, you're going to be getting into an area where we just don't speak that way anymore. So it might not be very helpful for you to read an author like that. Hemingway, who wrote in the 1930s, I believe, 30s, 40s, Hemingway, Old Man in the Sea, might be approachable for someone who is learning English. Another one is The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. You might want to read that one, The Great Gatsby. I don't, that's been a few years. It's been a few years since I've read it, but it was also made into a movie, I think starring Brad Pitt. So that movie might be easy to get. You could read the book and then watch the movie for comparison. Or if you want a little help with the book, maybe watch the movie first. But I might, I might recommend The Great Gatsby. And that totally takes place in the 1930s in the United States. No, sorry, 20s. The Roaring 20s, before the Depression in the 30s. Might, might want to check out The Great Gatsby. Ralphie is asking about how native English speakers learn English. They don't really. I think when I was growing up, they might have used some phonetic symbols. I never understood them. So I think the best way for children to learn how to read 
and learn how to speak simply from their parents. And hopefully if their parents read to them, it's a huge help. It's a, it's a big help. I see it as I teach my own students who are 13, 14. If their parents didn't read to them, they are not very good readers. And a lot of times if they aren't good readers, they aren't very well-spoken. A lot of times reading and speaking go hand in hand. Mr. Brewer. It's not Vyashlav. Mr. Brewer. I'm sorry if I messed your name up. Uh, public transportation around here, because I live in a place where most people have cars. It's very difficult to get around in my state. I live in the state of Maine. It's about six hours north of New York City. If you got into a car and drove north, you would hit my town in about six hours. So public transportation, even before COVID, was not a big thing where I live. But I have heard that in New York City, there are really big concerns about opening the subway back up. You know, for obvious reasons, you can imagine tight space, lots of breathing being exchanged. So it has affected. And my, my friend, um, the one I told you about with the, the cancer, if you remember, he actually drives the subway. So he, he's a conductor, train conductor. And I, I don't I don't know how much he's working right now, but it could be because of his um, his treatments he's not working. It's definitely affected, yes. Just not not where I live. No, jump ship. Mariana. Marina. Sorry, Marina. I was getting that mixed up all night last night, the two names. Uh, Marina, we know you don't need a preposition for jump ship. Just she jumped ship. Oh, Hokum. It's a good question. What's the difference like between confinement and lockdown? So if you're talking about confinement in English, it would be more uh, we don't use that. It would be more of almost like jail. So we do use lockdown quite a bit. And we also talk about quarantine. You might also hear, um, you might hear stay at home order as well. Stay at home order. Uh, Shraf, are you, are you generation Z? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally Gen X. Gen X. Personal question. Do you think that pride has a place in a relationship? Oof. I don't know. Jamie, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think pride sometimes, you know, every relationship, right? Every person's a little bit prideful. And sometimes just the other person has to, to give in a little bit. Oh, my wife and I, today, we met show you how old we are, 24 years ago today, back in 1996. 
So sometimes you have to push aside your pride to make up if there are any fights. I would say that pride doesn't have a place in long relationships. Some give and take. We call it give and take. Sometimes I have to give a little. Sometimes she'll take a little. We just try to balance it out. So nobody's giving all the time and nobody's taking all the time. Man, I'm sorry. I'm kind of far behind here. Like way far behind. I'm sorry. Oh, Ibrahim. Yeah, no, thanks. Yeah, I'm considering the idea. Thank you for recommending the idea. Like I've, I've said a lot, um, you know, I already speak English. So this channel is for you. This live chat is for you. Just let me know what you would like. And if it seems like a lot of people could be helped by it, I will definitely do it. For sure. That's why I really don't want to teach anything during this time, I would rather you have an opportunity to ask questions, have an opportunity to maybe if you watched a video of mine and it wasn't quite clear, watched a movie, you know, wasn't quite clear, Hatchet, great book, by the way, and not too bad. Hatchet's a good one, Sergey. Good one. Oh, Shref something. Oh, that, that was a while ago. Sorry, I'm way behind. Yeah, Vitaly. Yeah, yeah. Why? That That's hurtful. My kids have certainly called me Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't, I try not to let it hurt me. Oh, Ralphie. Yeah. Yes. This is a good question. And we always add thank you at the end. So Ralphie is asking, when we say no, how can we sound a little more polite rather than just no? Just no thank you. That works all the time. No thank you. Um, or, or offer a good excuse. Like if somebody invites you somewhere you and maybe you have something else to do. Say, no, I would really love to, but I have to hang out with my mom that night or something. Offer another excuse of why you can't and say, I I would really like to, but. No, I'd really like to, but. What? Azot? Something. Get. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, there's a typo there. Okay, um. So in those two, I'm going to just fix this right here. I think it's just a little typo. Took me a second. Okay. I get the window fixed. Okay. Here's the difference. And I just, I just, I'm going to copy it right there. So I get the window fixed versus I fix the window. The difference is the first one, I get the window fixed means you hired somebody probably to fix the window. 
you didn't do it yourself. Instead, if you say, I fixed the window, then you did do it yourself. Um, Nikita. High school students do not read Dostoevsky or Tolstoy that I know of. Um, I, I have read Dostoevsky on my own. I've read Crime and Punishment, The Idiot, and Notes from the Underground, I believe. That's it. Um, and Tolstoy, yeah, I don't think so. No. Um, uh, what is the, what is the, uh, I'm, I can't think of the title right now. War and Peace. War and Peace is, uh, it's lengthy. Really long. I would love to read it one day. Oh, Zabeda had a message and then she retracted it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yes, he is in, um, Great Gatsby. Yeah, Naima, struggling with pronunciation. It's going to happen. I think um, the more you read, the more you listen to native speakers, the more that you try to do this thing called shadowing. Right? Anybody who watches uh, Bob the Canadian often talks about shadowing, where you listen to a speaker and maybe word for word, you try to break down exactly what is being said. But as I've always said in here, don't try to lose your accent. Don't try to lose your accent. Don't try to sound like a native speaker. There are plenty of us. We all sound the same. Be you. You know, have that cool Russian accent. Have that cool Italian accent. Have that cool Moroccan accent. Have that cool Iranian accent. Keep it. Keep it. Uh, struggle with the T. Yeah. All right. Um, said that. Naima, you struggle with the T. I will often say if you're trying to say the T, especially the double T, say it as a D instead. A lot of our T's are actually pronounced as D's, D, instead of T. That might help a little bit. All right, it boils down to this. Nori. Nori is asking. Nori from Hungary is asking. It boils down to this. Uh, no, no, it boils down to this is <coughs> not too formal. It boils down to this, meaning it might be super confusing, but basically you just need this one piece of evidence, like right here. It all comes down to this. Um, maybe you've been watching a movie for two hours and the ending is coming up. So it all, it all boils down to this. So we've been waiting this whole time, but this is the most important part. It's definitely not too formal. We use that. We use that um, all the time. Yes. Oh, thank you, Khalifi. I'm, I'm glad to talk to you as well. Now, let me know when you want to talk. If you want to change, I know the time we are talking this after, uh, tonight for me. If it's too late for you, let me know because we can do it earlier. 
It's up to you. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much. My accent is amazing. Thank you. Um, you know, I don't know. Sarah, where are you from? Where are you from? Are you from you're from uh, Morocco, aren't you? Um, I would keep that cool Moroccan accent. I'd keep it. Jay, you're welcome. Sadashref, there are a lot of videos on YouTube about this. And no, it isn't amusing, at least for some old people. Yeah, I mean, the young, you will inherit the earth one day, but the young, young, everybody in their 20s. Oh, wow. Mr. Brewer, all public transportation? So I know it became a famous story here in the United States, but in Detroit, Michigan, if you've ever heard of that town, Detroit, a bus driver actually died from the coronavirus, but he was still going to work every day because the buses, and I believe even the subways, are still running so that healthcare workers can get to their hospitals. So... And unfortunately, some public transportation officials have been have been uh, have died because of the coronavirus. All right, I should get going. I'm gonna take a couple. I just bounced down to the end. If I missed your question, I'm sorry. I will be back tomorrow, probably about this time. Um, but Nikita is asking about. A southern drawl. Southern drawl. That's just what we call the southern accent. If it's really thick. And if you watch the... And maybe this is because you watch the video of the southern slang. Jamie and I will do another video too. We have, we have some more material. Um, and if somebody has a southern drawl, just means they have a strong southern accent. Southern drawl. It only comes from that accent, drawl. Not sure why. All right, Mary has a suggestion for a book. And it is The Man Searching for Meaning by Victor Frank. All right. Ah, ah, Zabeda. I mean, if you have my accent, that's good. But I bet if you're clear and you're speaking, most people will understand what you're saying. All right, a couple like share. Yeah, if you're new here, thank you, Ralphie. Um, yeah, let me just read that. Subscribe, like, share. If you have some friends that you think could help out from these live streams, yeah, please share them with them. Uh, subscribe, ring that bell so you never miss a time when I go live. Mary, we are human beings. We have some, yeah, nobody's perfect. I think that's what you're saying, right? Nobody's perfect. We all mess up. It's just, you know, hopefully you learn from those mistakes and you don't do them again. Sergey, yes, more slang videos. So much slang. And they seem to be some of my more popular videos. So it seems that people like slang 
They don't like the grammar so much. But yeah, there are some people that like the grammar. So I still do them. But, ah, oh, Raphael, maybe you didn't hit the bell for the all. Because it should, I think it, it lets you know a half hour before I go live. And then it lets you know when I click on the live. So, Raphael, sorry. Sorry. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. One more question here. Oh, oh, Hokum's wondering, was it right? Confinement or lockdown? They both mean the same thing. Confinement, lockdown. Yeah, they're both pretty severe. We just don't use confinement as much. Confinement might be if somebody was in prison and they got released to go home, but they were on like house arrest. We have that sometimes. House, house arrest. So they finish up their prison time or their jail time at home. You might call that confinement. So confinement might be a little more severe. All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, we'll be live tomorrow at some point. Probably not later today. Khalifi, you and I will talk later. Thank you so much for joining. Trying to get out of here. Thanks so much.